0: And good day, eh? Welcome to the Super Good Camping Podcast. My name is Pamela. And I'm Tim. And we are on a mission to inspire other families to enjoy camping adventures such as we have with our kids. Today we wanted to talk a bit about books for camping or camping-related books. Um, If you wanted to do a bit of research before you head out into the wilderness, and we have a number of books to talk about, so I'm going to turn it over to Tim.
1: (laughs) So what Pamela's referencing is we when we record these podcasts we record them in our bedroom because it's the quietest there's no children half of our bed is covered in books I,
0: I have camping issues man
1: so it also includes reading we both read quite quite a bit and weirdly I read about camping a lot.
0: <laughs> and watches videos and joins Facebook groups and and and, and.
1: I can quit anytime I want <laughs> no you can't I'm not even sure where to begin to be honest. Those of you that have been following us for a while know that I have a tendency to lean towards backcountry camping. It's that's my favorite type of camping. Don't get me wrong, I absolutely love car camping. It, it generally means the whole family comes and that's a win for me. Uh, a number of my books are about backcountry or outdoor adventure maybe is is the right term. Starting with nonfiction, also those of you that have followed me followed us for a while know that I'm a bit of a Kevin Callan fanboy. So I'm holding in my hands three books, but I'm sure I have a fourth. I just haven't found it. I have the second edition of Complete Guide to Winter Camping, Paddler's Guide to Algonquin Park, and Once Around Algonquin, An Epic Canoe Journey. All good, all totally different books. Kevin has a wicked sense of humor, and he's a good storyteller, man. So he does the great historic moments to all of the roots that he talks about lots of lots of information you know whether it's about watch out for this portage or keep keep an eye out for for this type of plant while you're doing that that sort of thing he's pretty pretty amazing guy and local grown, so so we like that, local grown, for the, those of us here in Ontario.
0: Local flavor, and he makes some good YouTube videos, too, if you want to check him out.
1: He does. He and everybody, but he and his buddy Andy, are a riot to watch. I just, just say it. By all by all means, I totally endorse. I think it's Casey Happy Camper, something like that. That's what you want to be looking for. Oh, man, I have so many books. You know what? I'm not going to do them all, because we'll be here all day. Adam Schultz is another huge favorite of mine I only have one of his books I have intentions of buying th- three more A the first most important thing is he's an amazing adventurer he's super knowledgeable in so many freaking things he, he literally knows everything about the outdoors and he does insane journeys the one I have in front of me is called Beyond the Trees It says a journey alone across Canada's Arctic I'm not sure that he's in the Arctic for the whole time it is an insane journey where he's traveling with something crazy, like 175 pounds of stuff, whether, you know, food, tent, all the, all the things to keep you alive. And he literally drags the canoe across portages. So anybody that, that has a canoe knows that, that that's sacrilegious. Like he's, he's literally, he, he has figured out how, that he can make the canoe last this long if he drags it and his the goal is to get to the end with an intact canoe that doesn't leak and stuff but he's he's and he's he's such a he's also such a great historian he knows about camps that happened you know a uh, hundred years ago and stops and checks them out and there's just the the bare, you know bare remnants left or or what have you it he he is a fantastic storyteller and it's not fiction like it's amazing stuff. I was going to use a different word. There are a lot of government-type books. In particular, I'm talking about Guide to Eating Ontario Sport Fish. So it tells you about maybe bad things in the water, whether it could be mercury or something like that, or they they say you want to eat fish that are over this size, that size, that sort of deal. A lot of, I have a lot of sort of guides to paddling and hiking Ontario's southern shield country. Uh, Waterfalls of Ontario Provincial Parks trail guides because there are trails in most of the provincial parks. That actually works extremely well for car camping. If you want to do car camping and then get you and the family out to do some uh, some additional touring around, see see things that aren't maybe so much in the campground themselves, maybe a little bit farther out. That's an excellent one for that. I actually quite re- like reading about those trails.
0: Uh, and going for a hike in the provincial park sometimes is really cool. They they set up really nice. Roots, like the one at Killarney, which we really loved.
1: Uh, oh, the crack! That was awesome. It's, I mean, that's a bucket list thing for a lot of people. And yay, we got to check off. A yeah, it was list amazing life. hike. Yeah, here's a simple one for you. It's called Pocket Book of Knots. I can't tell you how important that that has been to me. Other than Scouts, like I didn't know anything about knots. I actually got this sort of accidentally in a previous life. I was I worked in special effects, so we did a lot of a lot of rigging things, which involved ropes and stuff i got that book in order to figure out how to do different types of knots to to accomplish different ends it has played a massive role in my ability to rig things like tarps do whatever food hangs but to keep them away from bears that sort of deal it's simple it's small it was cheap i want to say it was around eight bucks or nine bucks there you go nine ninety five nope sorry that's us be forty-seven, forty-two in Canada. <laughs> it looks like it was around sixteen bucks in Canada. That's a handy one to have, even if even if you just drag that around with you, especially front country like like car camping. Totally worth its weight in gold. So I've got two. I'm looking at uh, two cookbooks, and these ones play out well for back country. They the dehydrator cookbook my lovely better half bought me years ago because deep when you're backcountry camping, again, less weight is is better. We had a Sulton, I think it was called, with terrible, terrible, Not, it, it had a lot of mileage on it, and it was not a high-end dehydrator. It, we used it for years, man, three, four years, probably, we, after it was, I'm pretty sure it was already end of life, like I picked it up for free in one of the training posts around here, but she bought that for us, and it was awesome. It's my go-to book. It's been my recipe book for for all of our backcountry camping trips. Well, I have a new one now. It's called Backcountry Eats. It's by Kevin Ride. Thomas just used it literally yesterday to plan out uh, our menu for our upcoming French River, 8-Day French River Loop. I had a quick thumb through it this morning it's laid out amazingly well for different for your different meals throughout your day and for so many varieties and then it has like a baking section it has knowledge section about you know how to dehydrate how to rehydrate things anything involving food but he shows multiple ways of doing your your bear hang your your to hang your food to keep it away from uh, big and small critters in the in the backcountry I Raccoons get into my stuff full. They make me crazy, man. I mean I'm gonna flip it over to Pamela for a second. She's got it she's got a book she'd like to talk about and then we'll come back to maybe some um, fiction. How's that?
0: I have a book for camping. This I actually purchased for our ill-fated first Quartha Highlands backcountry attempt. (laughs) Tim's Tim's shaking his head in despair. I bought it because I wanted to do some foraging while we're out and about thinking it'd be pretty cool to try to find some edible plants and see what we could do with that and it's a really great book. It's called Peterson Field Guides, Edible Wild Plants And the the pictures are really great in terms of helping to identify the plants. There's lots of color photos. There's lots of drawings. There's lots of just how to identify certain plants. And if you are eating plants out in the wild, you want to be very sure about what you are eating that you aren't picking up something that's poisonous and <laughs> stuffing it in your mouth uh, and making for the rest of your trip to be a disaster which that's fine in the front country there's people around to, to mm-hmm. call 911. back country not so good <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so anyways don't know picking the poisonous mushrooms and eating those but this is a good way to try to help identify to make sure that you are eating something that's safe and also really handy tool that provided you've got cell phone service is um, Google Lens. Uh, Google Lens is an app that you can download on your phone and you just point it at whatever plant you're trying to figure out. It kind of takes a picture, sends it to Google. Google tries to match it with the identical plant online and then gives you the information about the plant. So it's been, that's been really cool too. Sometimes even around here, my, my real job is I'm a naturopathic doctor and so we use herbs and plants all the time in practice, but they're often in a capsule so you don't actually see what the real plant looks like. But this helps me actually to see this is what burdock actually looks like out in the wild and I, be, I can be walking even here in the city past burdock and know that, okay, this is what burdock actually really looks like.
1: The Google Lens thing, it's funny, I I happen to read a story in one of the 8,000 camping groups that I follow on Facebook, where somebody actually took a picture of something before they walked through it, used Google Lens, found out that it was poison ivy, and managed to save themselves the hassle of discovering it in the less pleasant (laughs) way.
0: Yeah. Thing. So I thought that was pretty awesome. That's one plant you really want to know what that looks like. Even at, at Ontario Parks, that there will be lots of signs saying, "Make sure to stay on the trails. Don't go wandering off into the woods unless you know what you're doing, because there is poison ivy in the area."
1: Think of it as a nature preserve. It's not like they're going to remove poison ivy because it's going to do bad things to people. People stay out of poison ivy because it does bad things to them. That's that's how that goes. They don't they don't drain a bog because oh we have too many mosquitoes here. No that's nature that's how that works so yeah make it's there i'm not going to preach that that's the good thing about google lens yeah when you have service which is why i go back country because i don't have service (laughs) (laughs) nobody can get a hold of me so i'm sorry i I know i said i was going to come back to fiction i actually want to come back to some really cool stories or rather novels that were that were written that aren't Fiction. Three of them off the top of my head. All of them amazing gifts from amazing friends. I'll do the the most amazing one last just because I've actually read it twice cover to cover. First one I would throw out there is uh, Mark Adams, Tip of the Iceberg. It's a 3,000-mile journey around Alaska. And it's like Adam Schultz. He he doesn't have the same sense of humor, but he does have great descriptive skills. Certainly worth a read. I I, I quite enjoyed it. Uh, Wild Fierce Life. It's about somebody who who wants to spend their time sort of in nature, countered or balanced with the, the need to make a living. You have all the things that you're responsible for. She, it's a it's a fantastic story. She's she's done a, it's amazing. I don't pay that much attention to what I do, so I don't I couldn't I could never write a book like that because I keep moving along. She made a point of. Of finding all those moments to take sort of snapshots of, it's pretty wicked. <laughs> Blind Descent by James T- Tabor, the the book that I'm looking at is actually my second copy because I lent the first one out and it went from that person to another person to another. I don't know who has it anymore. I, I had to go buy it buy it again because I wanted to read it again. It's it's a story not like not outdoors. <laughs> it's it's in caves and it's a quest for uh, to find the deepest place on Earth, it, it is absolutely spellbinding. Like like, read until you know it's two thirty in the morning. You're going, oh my God, I got to get up in three and a half hours or or whatever. It it is that it's it's just it's the most riveting story of of people trying to go deep, deep, deep into the earth and and all the all the hurdles to overcome, all the all the all the setbacks, all the it's terrible. There's there's death. There's so many things to overcome and you're never quite sure did did we find the deepest place they certainly found the deepest place to date it's a stunning story the storytelling is is just mind boggling so beyond anything I've ever read before and now we get into now we get into fiction
0: so the fiction story is called Medicine Walk this was actually a gift from one of Tim's tenants to Tim and surprisingly or coincidentally our 16 year old just was assigned this book to read it for English class in grade 11 (laughs) so and I didn't know at the time that we actually had it it's about a 16 year old named Franklin Starlight he's called to visit his estranged father finds that the father has been declining over years of drinking or alcohol abuse and there's a difficult journey then into the backcountry because the father wants to go into the backcountry to relive his past and to revisit some of the places that he recalls as a child. And in doing so, that they there's a learning that happens between the two of them. It's supposed to be quite an excellent story, winner of several prizes and much praise. And that's it for us for today. Please do connect with us. We would love to hear from you by email. Our email address is hi at supergoodcamping.com. We are on all the social media. We have a YouTube channel. We have an Instagram account. We have a Twitter. And we have a Facebook page and a Facebook group called The Campfire, which is totally free. Free and open for anyone to join. So we would love to see you there. And that's it for us for today. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.